All right, welcome everyone to season two of Finding Self with Jake. And last season, we closed out on kind of a where is everything going? It was an end of Finding Self, as I kind of noted it. And what I, my intention was is to open season two with something brand new, with a new direction, with a little bit more purpose, and a little bit more idea of where we wanted to go next. So with the show, I, I kind of bounced around on a few ideas. And... Mental health has always been like an overarching theme of what we've been talking about. My goal now moving forward is to talk to professionals, artists, and creators in an open platform. And my hope is, isn't just to talk about, you know, mental health, but really to create a really open space for people. So I think with a lot of creators out there that, you know, we always say that, oh, it's nice to talk about it, but I want people to feel like it's a conversation that they're part of. you know, you get into therapy and all of a sudden it feels like these podcasts can be a little bit of a therapy session and they are for me. So the the important part of what we're getting into here is really opening up season two with being more intentional about what we're talking about. So in that intention, and one of the things I had mentioned was trying to get more into talking to creators and artists. And I have a great one here with me today. Madeline Rosine, how are you? Oh my gosh, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So just a quick little background of how I met Madeline. It was a little concert in Cleveland. And I believe you just started. Was that your first show back? It was my first show after the pandemic, yes. Ah, So I I was... and, And I was just blown away. I think I was following you before the set even ended. I'm like, I need to like get on this like oh, right away. Oh my God. That's so sweet. Thank you. And for me, I always, I have like a little soft spot for indie pop rock, stuff like that. I really enjoy it. And when I heard that sound, I immediately was just like fall vibes and like all the, Oh my God. You know, yes. I call it sad, like sad girl fall. Yeah. yeah that, that's what my new album is going to be. Sad girl fall, I guess. Yeah. I love it. And I think it, it couldn't be more timely. Yeah. We're here in Ohio. The leaves are changing. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just perfect, perfect weather for it. So, um, uh, I'm going to give you a little space to talk about yourself, intro yourself a little bit, because I mean, I can do some stuff, but I feel like you'll, you'll have a better I'm, idea of I'm you. here for it. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me give the 411. So um, I have been writing music since the seventh grade. I uh, grew up in New York City and Ohio. I've bounced around the United States a lot. Um, I've lived in Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. Um, I wound up in Los Angeles for six years. Yeah. Um, you know, all the while I, I've been kind of creating music. I've you know, given up on it a lot, as I think a lot of, you know, independent artists have, and then got sucked back in, <laughs> like we do, because we're masochists, and, uh, but no, I mean, because it's, it is therapeutic, and that's what it comes back to, you know, it's like, I have to do it, it's the thing that I have to do yeah. to survive, um, and I don't think that that's dramatic. I really do think I have to do it to survive, but, um, yeah, so I, um, have been writing kind of what I call indie pop and roll songs Love for it. a while. <laughs> Thank you. And my first album um, is called Raised on Porn, and it came out literally like a couple weeks before the pandemic. I had like a 350-person party in Los Angeles to like celebrate it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then two weeks later, everybody was on lockdown in L.A. And I was Where? like, well, I got that in. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I wasn't, and I, I, 
I was listening to the old album a little bit because when I when, when you mentioned that you wanted to do the show, I was like super excited. I'm like, okay, let's get into this. So I'm going through all the old stuff. I didn't realize it was like right at that period where, so it was literally like two weeks before, like new music out here, everybody listen, and then off like that. Yeah. And like, honestly, like I thought I was going to be like touring, like my social media was picking up so hard then, oh. like things were going great for Madeline then. <laughs> and then, um... Yeah, it, I guess it was just like a stroke of bad luck, but obviously not just for me, but for everybody. Sure. Um, but yeah, I did feel like it was particularly bad timing for my music, which was very unfortunate. That is that is tricky. And I, I've heard that from so many artists, you know, even when you talk about like, just people that have been around years and years and years like you put that music out and it's so important that release right because now you've got your tour following you've got all that you know all the work that you've put into it to just be turned off at like the it can be I imagine that had to be really rough on just the momentum of like oh yeah hitting that you could literally see it in the numbers but actually I will say that I I did take advantage of the fact that everybody was at home and and trying to consume digital content and so I was like okay I'm just going to go crazy on my Instagram. I started doing like Instagram lives like every day with my, my creator friends. And what did I call it? I called it like Matta wine or something. And it would (laughs) be like, I was just like drinking with my friends (laughs) and like interviewing them about their music and stuff and how we've collaborated and things like that. God, I should really bring Matta wine back. I love that idea. Thank you. We can do Matta wine live. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) We're back at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I, I think I, I tried to take advantage of that, but then I wound up moving to Ohio during the pandemic because um, it was so bad in Los Angeles. So I I just got out of there, and then um, I was like, I don't know anybody in the music scene here. Um, so that was another uh, wow. hurdle. But yeah. Now, you mentioned you moved around a lot. So where, where were you originally from? Um, here in Ohio, yeah. kind of, but also, I mean, I was born in Connecticut, but like okay. my, I also grew up in New York city cause my parents moved there in the nineties and we were kind of back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it has been definitely everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So interesting thing. Now I, I, in listening to both albums and going from the, the raised on porn album to everything is oh, a, every day, existential, a, a, every crisis. Day existential crisis. It's okay. Blah, blah, Everybody. Blah, blah, blah screws it up i'm like stumbling over it a little bit to like okay. even get it so in listening to those two sounds and so release on that is date that's friday t- friday okay yeah. oh my gosh and two what day days is, away that would be the 28th 28th yeah okay exciting it's crazy yeah awesome okay cool so with that coming up and kind of listening to that back to back of those two albums to me as a listener there was an just an exponential change in the sound and it's it's the same person. I'm still hearing the same person singing. I'm hearing a little bit of the same vibe, but there's a different feeling in those two wow, albums. Wow, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to dig into that I'd a little I'd love bit. to, yeah, I'd love to know your thoughts, yeah. So I'm, and I guess my, like, when I was listening to it, my first thing is, okay, there was, I wrote down a couple of things that I, that like, just jumped out at me right away. And one of those things is it sounded more evolved. It sounded more confident. Like there was a different person that was saying it a little bit. And I know it's only been Aww. a couple of years that you're yeah, saying it. And, yeah. and again, this is really our first time sitting down and talking. But as that listener and just hearing the music, there was a confidence about it. There was an open authenticity about it where it felt a little bit more vulnerable. Like I think that you had that in the, in the last stuff, but there's something that was more developed. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that um, because... The biggest thing I'm worried about with this album 
is that it's not very cohesive. It's kind of all over the place in in terms of genre. Um, So yeah, I mean, the album to me is a little bit all over the place. Um, But you know what? The title is Everyday Existential Crisis. So I feel like it's supposed to be like that. That's not a cop out. It's just... (laughs) It's just how it's supposed to be. That's and I think that's awesome. So and I was wondering what you when you were putting it together. Now I kind of had the track list and I was listening to some of the songs. If if the so the order that it's in, if it had some kind of flow to it, if it had a like a thought process behind this, like why you have the songs where they were. Because oh yeah. To me, it told a story. Oh good. Well yeah, I always definitely put a lot of thought into the track list and how it's formulated um you know it starts with out of my mouth which is a really happy like kind of feel good song with those bouncy horns and it's uh it's about overcoming fear you know and it's about breaking bad habits by overcoming that fear um and um yeah kind of throwing caution to the wind and just living your life out of your shell Mm -hmm. um and then you know it goes into i think darker and deeper things but it also ends with another song of redemption called sugar which is about getting kind of like realizing you're in a toxic relationship and um and getting out of it yeah oh my goodness so we can we can trade toxic relationship stories later if you want that's always a fun one um but in it so when i was like listening back to it i i when you and i'm curious because Again, just from a listener's side, if this was the intention behind it, but I heard those first couple of songs and, you know, my, my original notes I had there, I was listening to it. I'm like, okay, there's sounds like there was this evolution and it's confident, but there's still this like underlying theme of like trauma's there. It doesn't quite always go away and it's something we're always working on. And maybe this is just me and my recent therapy sessions that I've been sure, having where yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is what's in my head right now. And I'm, <laughs> I'm really like relating to what's going on. Well, no, that's great to hear because I want the songs to be relatable to people and I, yeah. I want them to mean different things to them than, it, than they mean to me, you know, because yeah. otherwise... You can't make somebody feel exactly what you're feeling or make someone experience exactly what you're experiencing. You know, everything is through somebody else's lens. So as long as they're enjoying it through their lens, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> and, and actually, then that pick up into the second half of the album where things start to get a little bit louder and seem to be a little bit more, it, it, that just kind of like leans into that like confidence factor again where it's like okay there was this evolution still and i guess that's where i want to kind of tap back into okay so how does this come back to to madeline's life how does this come back to your life now when you talk about who you were as an artist maybe a few years ago pre-pandemic to who you are today what do you see as like the biggest difference well i think i did get a, a big confidence boost after completing an album because okay it took me so long it took me like I don't know three years or something maybe more I mean but I always say I was working on that album my whole life (laughs) that's so pretentious but um (laughs) really developing (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think after I put that out and like people kind of liked it I mean you know like two I mean, like, two's enough to make me make another album, basically. And I think, like, that confidence boost 
I guess it, it, it sounds like you can hear it. So that makes me really happy. Um, and I do think that some of the songs on this album are a little more um, punchy or like maybe, I don't know, just brutally honest and, and authentic and just, you know, kind of, I don't care if you don't like it. It's my art. So yeah. it, it, okay, <laughs> here it is. And there's, I think there's a really cool thing about leaning into that, right? People sense authenticity really, really easily. And I, I think from like watching or listening to an artist, if you're doing something and you don't have yourself into it, you can sense that in somebody right away, yeah, right? Yeah. It's almost like if you have like somebody else writing your music for you and you're just going to sing it, like if you don't really care about the song, you can sing it well. But do you sing it soulfully? Do you sing it where it has that real feeling behind it? Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I love it. I get really into, especially like the lyrical part of music. So for me. Me too. Lyric Big time. Music. Everything, everything, oh. everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So on that, on that note. So do you have certain like life events that you feel were inspirational for this album? Oh, definitely. So, um. You know, the first song out of my mouth that I was just talking about, I referenced like a lot of like childhood fear and like my parents divorce actually and like things I was going through as a kid and um, like I think anxiety behaviors that I picked up back then, um, like pulling my hair out and like um, I had a really big fire phobia. <laughs> like oh, wow. I was very afraid of fire um, and it took me like, like a couple years to get over that where I would like make my family go out on our, you know, terrace and go on the fire escape and like do a fire drill in the middle of the night. I slept with a fire extinguisher under my bed. I was a crazy town. So yeah, I mean, things like that. It talks about that and like overcoming things. Um, you know, I, I still bite my nails a lot. Um, you couldn't tell cause these are fake, but, um, I, you know, and the, the song is out of my mouth and I, you know, one of the lines is I keep my fingers out of my mouth as in like, I'm overcoming that habit. Although I just admitted to you that I'm not. So is the song really that authentic? I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> it's um, a process, right? Yes, We're right, okay, yes. I wrote that one down too, as one of the lines that like caught me because as a kind of anxious person as well, yeah, I definitely like. I felt that and like hearing hearing it come from other people I think that's the thing and one of the things that I try to get across on this show is you know there's this relatability of like we all have a lot of similar things that we're dealing with yeah and being able to see that in music is awesome because it gives this open space for people to be like okay I it's almost like there's this process of like okay I'm in therapy currently but I started off listening to songs and it helps me like feel my feelings a certain way oh gosh well i always say if i can help people feel their feelings more then i've done my job as a songwriter you know and honestly it really is important to be able to have that impact on people it it changes i don't know it changes lives it It, it absolutely can oh songs have changed my life before songs have saved lives right oh i completely agree yeah and i mean that's super super close to me and super important right now because one of the things that's in the past week i recently have had a friend that that um i lost i'm so sorry yeah and it's been actually a really so one of my thoughts about the the show and what i wanted to do was like okay i don't think that there's enough people that really 
always have the support or place to talk about where they are mentally. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to be so specific that I'm only talking to one group, but one thing that I, I do have a little bit of passion about is that I think there's especially a lot of men out there that don't quite voice their feelings. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Especially living in a Midwest area. It's very, Mm -hmm. you know, there's still a lot of taboo around that. So trying to bring that, and it's not just men, but to anyone who is that in that position of like, you don't feel like you have a place to talk or you don't feel like you can, and it can, it can cost lives. And I, I, would like to try and do more with that and just the events of my personal life in the past week or two have really kicked me a little bit to be like okay this is what i want this to be about now this is something that i want to share with people and i i think it'll i think it'll be a good thing to have more of that oh i'll really commend you for that mission for sure and thanks for joining with it because you're helping you're part of it so thank you so much for being on it with me yeah (laughs) that's so cool um Let's get back to a little bit of your stuff because I really, really wanted to dig in a little bit to a few more things. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to highlight a couple songs that I listened to and talk about. But before we get into that, you know, we talked a little bit about the transition. Uh, and maybe I want to backtrack to this question a little bit. So, and I apologize if you answered it to me already, but from who you are as an artist then to who you are as an artist now in between these two albums. Right. Yeah. Well, definitely the confidence shift for sure, but also like a humbling at the same time, because it's like, I got kicked in the gut with the pandemic, you know, and I'm like, okay, well life can just pretty much toss us anything at this point. So I have to be very resourceful. Uh, Resourceful is one of my key words um, because I used to not be very resourceful and I have, uh, become very resourceful i think i hope i mean i think that i've i've become that way um and i i think you know i had to be resourceful in order to make this album come to fruition because a lot of it was like talking to people back in la and i'm in ohio and i'm like okay well let me send you these stems and you send me those stems and they'll throw them together and i'll get to la when i can oh no i'm in la but i'm sick but i still have to track vocals literally a lot of the vocals on this album i tracked i'm sick and you know what i just made it work wow powered through it and you know what (laughs) it's just like production of any kind you just gotta power through the obstacle so to answer your question i think yes confidence for sure uh, but humbling at the same time and also just becoming more resourceful yeah. and and okay with uh, imperfection in a way and you know I think art is better when it's you know somewhat noticeably imperfect you know what what art is perfect there isn't any so yeah no it would be weird if it was I feel like yeah. then it wouldn't be art anymore now all of a sudden it's like this yeah. painting that you buy at TJ Maxx yeah well they like, say that the, like the best artists are perfectionists and I'm like are they or are they just one type of artist I, I don't know <laughs> I, I like a little I, I like it a little uh, rough around the edges I yeah think that that's a better you know it's it Especially, it does lead into the genre a little bit. That's a little bit of what like indie stuff is, yeah, right? That's exactly. part of the music. Is Absolutely. That, I don't know. And even when you're talking about getting into like live performance now, that would be strange to have. I mean, there are some people that technically can be very, very perfect, but I, the imperfections make it fun. I make mean, it an experience. I prefer to listen to people who don't have particularly what you would call like a general or normal good voice okay i like to listen to people who have weird voices you know like i love alanis you know i always talk about alanis morissette she has a weird voice it's weird i even think elliot smith's voice is a little weird and 
I literally always list those people. I do listen to other music, I swear to God. <laughs> but, you know, I just, you know, Anthony Kiedis has a weird voice, sure. you know? I, I just, I don't, but to me, there's a lot of like pop stars, mm-hmm. especially now that all have that same kind of voice. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I can't tell the difference between a lot of people. Oh my God, I sound so old, but I really can't tell the difference between some people because honestly, their their tone just sounds the same to me, and it doesn't sound weird. I I I agree with that, and there's a, a sense of I I think there's like okay, this is the sound of the time, right? This is what we're trying to achieve, so yeah. you want to sound like this, and. I like the different stuff. So let's lean back into a little bit of what you were just talking about as far as like inspiration. Now we talked about life inspiration a little bit. What about artist inspiration? Now you knocked off a couple. Would you say that in your music you feel that, you know, there's a little bit that you take from those artists or are there others? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are, I randomly get inspired by bands that I hear or um, performers. I mean, you know, I, I love Billie Eilish. I love a lot of new, new artists. Um, there's like, this random band called Arlie that I really like. And they have this one song that I played literally, I think like 900 times during the pandemic. Um, Cave Town is another artist that I like. Um, Oh, I've been listening to this girl, uh, Lofi a lot. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's fantastic. Very jazzy. And like, I grew up listening to like 1920s and thirties jazz because my mom's a jazz vocalist. So her music, like, and she's really young and I love that people are into this kind of like incorporating this kind of jazzy style. Um, yeah, it's very catchy and, and classic and I like it. Now that you say it, I definitely hear it a little bit when I think about like listening back to some of the songs and in what you do, Oh yeah, you do hear some of those little, like the little runs and the little, like little just like flares of like jazzy, I don't know what you call it, but it, you hear it in there. Oh good. Well, heart on fire, which is one of my favorite songs on the album but those are jazz chords for sure. Um, so you'd definitely hear it there. But um, I also think just when I'm writing like a melodic structure, like I'm probably doing it in a sort of jazz way, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah. And there, and with like jazz music, there's kind of that freedom aspect of it too, where it's a little bit, it's a little weird, right? Yeah, and, that, yeah. and it fits right into that same like melding of genres where it's like, Jazz indie pop. We just yeah, keep, yeah. there. Just keep putting got? the words on. Yeah. We don't have to. It's just, just emotional yeah. jazz indie pop. That's the <laughs> perfect. That's the new genre. I love it. It's perfect. So, and and going back to the album a little bit. So, we've talked about artists. We've talked about a little bit of influence, and the structure of like song to song. Is there a song for you that is like a favorite performance one right now? I know oh, yeah. you said there hasn't been a lot of out live on this album yet right so right um well so that's a great question um yeah so i I performed live in la recently and i'm trying to think what was my favorite song to do oh well so good behavior was a single that i released a while ago but um it's actually also going to be on this album so good behavior is super fun to do live because it's like sexy and it's dark and dante just fucking kills it (sighs) And it's so much fun because people like dance and stuff. And my music isn't dancey usually, but that's what I'm saying. Like the genres are all over the place. So I'll just throw this dance song at them now and they'll just, you know, start bumping and grinding. Oh my God, I really sound like I'm 90. Bumping and grinding. <laughs> we're we're God, bumping, we're grinding. Somebody we're, stop we're having me. a good time. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so that's I funny. love performing that. I mean, 
Dante has a really great stage presence and it's just gotten better and better. And, um, yeah, I want to be him when I grow up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we have, we have fun on stage and uh, God, I love performing with, with my bandmates. So. And what a cool energy shift, right? Because you go from this kind of, like you mentioned, sad indie <laughs> fall music vibes to yeah. like, all right, let's get the party started. Yeah, now we're well, going. Uh, yeah, that's what I <laughs> love to do. If that show especially, like it was pretty toned down for like yeah. the first half of the set. And then we were like, okay, we're going to throw something a little different at you now. But people liked it. It was great. That's awesome. And, you know, there's no reason to to corner a genre, right? You don't have to be the specific thing. And, you know... Also, like, fuck everybody who's like, oh, this is what this music is. It's yeah. not, it doesn't have to be that. Right. Yeah. It, like, you, it gets, it's like you had already mentioned, it's exactly what the listener expects it to be, and it can be what you wrote it to be. Mm-hmm. And it's all very personalized and individual. So I love that flow of just keeping it what it is into so we've got these party uh, kind of like almost party songs going on we've got the first half now <laughs> oh one thing title track can we yes. talk about that a yes little bit? everyday existential crisis yes how was this chosen as the title track um so i wrote that song um and i guess it was um even before i released the first album actually oh so this has yeah. been around a while yeah that song has been around a while a lot of my songs have actually. Some of them I sit on until I know how they need to be developed, you know, uh, okay. or they just take a really long time to be developed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyday existential crisis um, I wrote, and I I don't know. I just thought it was powerful. It means a lot to me because it just to me it's about indecision. It's about how indecision affects other people in your life and how that can hurt them. And I think it's about. Um, you know, waking up every day and not knowing where you're going and that a lot of people experience that and that's okay. Um, But also, you know, not wanting to waste people's time with your stupid indecision and, you know, feeling guilty about it. Anyway, so I think I I chose it as the title track because the album is all over the place and because it's... um, it's a kind of a metaphor for my life. I think I've been doing a lot of things. I've lived a lot of places. I, even though music is my absolute passion and my absolute goal, I'm not going to lie there. I wake up most days and I go, well, maybe I should just be a plumber. Oh my God. Or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe I need to just go get my PhD mm. and just stop fucking around with this. You know what I mean? And then I then I'm down this rabbit hole of like, okay, so if I apply to get my PsyD, that means I'm gonna have to pay. If I get my PhD, I can get a lot of grants. And then I'm like looking all this stuff up and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. No, Madeline, focus. Let's get back to the music. Um Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have a new life goal every day, and that's a little scary. But I'm sure there are other people like that. Yeah, right here. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Literally, uh, I I think I did a whole podcast episode about my, like, changing my mind on things currently and, or, like, continuously. And I call myself a hobbyist enthusiast because every day I'll find a new thing. I'm like, this is what I love now. This is my new passion in life. And I'm like super into it. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really lean into this. I love it. I'm going to be a backpacker. I think that I should walk the country. That's going to be my new thing. Oh my God. I love it. Well, you're a really good podcast host. So I hope that this isn't just a fleeting thing for you. I'm, I'm very happy with where it's been so far. I think 30 some episodes in and 
fantastic. season two, I'm super excited for. I want to develop it more. So this has been... I, I've always had a really in, like big interest in the arts. I was like... When when I was a wee lad, <laughs> back in like my my late high school days, I used to try and play in like a couple bands. I fronted a couple bands. I have a terrible voice. I'm not a singer. Aww. I have a terrible voice. We have a but, good speaking voice. Well, that and that's why podcasting felt like a lot easier because it's like I still get to connect with these kind of people. It's a little bit of an artistic outlet, but it it's it's fun for me, and I'm just like I enjoy conversations. Yes, and I feel like naturally I'm curious about wanting to know more about what it is that people are doing especially it's like okay we all have this like surface level of what we put out there especially with like how it's so important to like oh you have to have this like presence for like social if you want to be like seen and like that can be exhausting oh yeah I mean one of the songs on my first album Little Planet is kind of references that where it says like there's a line that says girl you better get your numbers up out here nobody says that stuff um, and it's just like wanting to retreat to literally another planet where that shit isn't real. Right. Oh, it's, it can be exhausting. Yeah. It, and then you have this battle of like, okay, well, I'm struggling with focus too, right? That's a tough one where it's like, okay, I've got all these different interests. I'm kind of all over the place of like, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I really following the right path in my life? Ah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And what is the right path? Exactly. Yeah. If I do this, am I going to hate it? Because if know. you don't believe in like destiny, then right. this these are the questions you ask all the time. <laughs> and and I, I definitely have that same, like, I, I think over the past couple of years, it, that like, hit a lot of people in a way right Mm -hmm. because we had this time where we were kind of pushed to our to really deal with some thoughts i think a lot of folks now some people you know there there's i'm very fortunate where i was and i you know had the ability to still be okay on my own some people were really grinding and had to survive and they were in survival mode and those that can do something to your brain too when all of a sudden you enter this like okay i'm in survival mode or you live every day thinking am i gonna like die soon yeah (laughs) yeah oh absolutely yeah so it's just really interesting to kind of see that awakening on a very large scale of people Mm -hmm. where it's like you have a lot of folks that are really evaluating what it is you're doing. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting. So coming out on the other side of it, you have said music is something I want to lean back into. Yeah. Yeah. um, I guess, yeah, it did give me a lot of time for self-reflection. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing for me necessarily. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean... It always comes back to music. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Well, in a in a dream life for you, if you're doing exactly what you wanted to, nothing else mattered, you're just doing, you have no other strings, is this the route that you would be on? Oh, yeah. Without oh, yeah. question. Without a question. Yeah. That may, That's like, and then we talk about and stuff And I like think that, I'm right? almost there, which is good. I think so. Yes. I think, I, to me, the sound, awesome. Yay. It's It's incredible. I think that, it's as professional as can be. It's it's awesome. It really is great. And I'm so excited to share this with listeners and like push it out there for people. Uh, that's it's, it's going to be cool. In talking about out of my mouth, because I, I think when I was, you know, it was the opening track, right? But right, immediately yeah. I, I found that one so impactful to listen to. I think I listened to it probably like four or five times on oh the my car God. ride here. Awesome. <laughs> like, and, and there is still this like theme to it, but I, I also like sad indie boy. So I like way into that type of, <laughs> that type of vibe. Nice. When, when I heard what 
it felt like just such a beautiful array of what I feel as far as like anxious thoughts in my mind. Yeah. It really just related to me in a, in a cool way that was, I don't know. It was somebody else saying the things that were in my head. Oh, good. And getting to hear other people say that is such a calming thing. Like, I I still, I I have been getting better, but I still suffer from panic attacks sometimes. I was on a plane the other day, and I woke up from, like, a nap, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm in the middle of a panic attack. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, those kind of things where it's like, okay, I have these, like, racing thoughts, and I still have this, like, part of me that has to fight that, but... I'm getting stronger and I'm getting better. And I heard that to me in this album. And like, I don't know, just being able to feel that, I I hope that the people that are listening, you know, especially the people that are struggling out there, get to hear and have some of these thoughts shared with them and have those kind of feelings too. Oh, gosh, me too. I mean, so I think out of my mouth, it's, you know, it's about anxiety and, you know, like I said, overcoming fear. Um, and I think it's going to give, I think it's an empowering song is what I think. I yes. think, you know, if you wake up and sing that song, maybe it'll help you, you know? Yes. That would be my ideal dream. Well, I, I've been, I, I'm so happy that we got to sit down and talk and just give a little bit of extra attention to this album because I'm excited for it. It's awesome. I want people to listen, so I'm going to be screaming your name for the next little bit. Oh my bit. gosh, let's, thank let's make you. It I need it. Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so we'll push it out there. Uh, let's plug one more time if you want to go around and just let everybody know where they can find it, when it's coming out, and who you are again. Awesome. Okay, so I'm Madeline Rosine. You can follow me on Instagram or TikTok. It's at Madeline Rosine. Um, and uh, I'm also on Pandora, Spotify, all the things that you can stream. Um, and my album, Everyday Existential Crisis, will be out on October 28th. Lovely. October 28th. Mark it down. Get get that. Uh, get it saved, right? We can get yes, that. Yes, pre-save. Yeah. Pre-save. Get it downloaded. Support. 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 <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thank you all again for listening to Finding Self with Jake. And we've got a little special treat. We're going to give you a little sneak preview song from the album here at the end. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Listen to the bar
to think that all the songs were sung. I used to think we'd only make it get wild. 